On March 16, 1968, Robert F. Kennedy began his presidential campaign against the sitting president, Lyndon B. Johnson. Never before in history has an incumbent president lost against a candidate from the same party. But on March 31st of that year, LBJ said he would not seek re-election, leaving Bobby Kennedy as a prime candidate for the Democratic Party. On June 5th, 1968, Sirhan Sirhan, a Palestinian Jordanian born in Jerusalem, shot Bobby Kennedy, who died the next day. Nineteen years later, in an interview with David Frost, the shooter said, If I had shot Robert Kennedy in an Arab country, I seriously doubt that any Jew, Arab jury or Arab court would have convicted. And if they did, the punishment would have been nothing more than a slap on the wrist. Knowing the dynamics involved, that Robert Kennedy was an advocate of full support for Israel. In August of 2021, Sirhan Sirhan was granted parole by the California Parole Board. Governor Gavin Newsom blocked his parole in early 2022 and again in March of 2023. Today, the California Parole Board denies parole for Sirhan Sirhan, the man convicted in the 1968 assassination of Senator Robert F. Kennedy. Kennedy. That same month, at a speech in New Hampshire, Bobby Kennedy's son, RFK Jr., stated that he was considering running for president. I, I'm thinking about it. So I'm, that's I, you know, I'm past the biggest hurdle, which is that my wife has green-lighted it. YouTube removed that speech, calling it medical misinformation. On April 5th, 2023, he officially announced he would run for president in 2024. Now that we're all caught up, where does this all go from here? As I said before, an incumbent president has never lost against another candidate from their own party. But 2024 isn't like previous years. Let's say Joe Biden stays in the race, but it becomes increasingly obvious that his lack of public debates, and let's be honest, his lack of grammatical coherence, billion and a trillion, three hundred million billion dollars, is a sign that it's not even Joe Biden running this country now. Mr. Wise guy over here. People get hip to the fact that RFK's absence in legacy media is not evidence of him being a bad candidate. Rather, it's further validation that the military and corporate machine of the United States is afraid of him. Why? Because he's the only candidate being called a conspiracy theorist, which by today's standards means he's the only one speaking for the people and not the machine. He's willing to go to bat for unpopular ideas. So please sit back while I paint this picture of what a better future could look like from this point forward. It's important to dream a logical dream into the minds of the audience to help us visualize what a more beautiful world actually looks like and what steps it might take to bring us there. I'm calling upon artists to make their own renderings of a brighter future. But here's mine. In the months to come, there are so much independent media around RFK Jr. showing his actual words and not just the media spin around them. People start taking the campaigning into their own hands, telling of possible future timelines where things actually go well, a protopian view. And RFK Jr. acknowledges that it's not just him that's running, but it's the entire country looking to change itself from within by appointing a man that they believe in. After an amazing round of speeches by a man whom you must be quiet to hear, RFK Jr. does what his father almost did. He wins the presidency. People are still spooked by his wild claims that vaccines need more testing to be called safe and effective. Did you say 
free fries when you get vaccinated? He's really calling for more scrutiny on giant corporations who can swing entire elections and are immune from liability if their products hurt children. RFK Jr. doesn't want to take guns from gun owners, but he's determined to protect our children at all costs. At schools, he diverts much of the monetary pledges from Ukraine and Israel back into the U.S. school system for teachers and security. Another pandemic mysteriously breaks out in 2025 called Sears, a respiratory virus that was named in early 2023 during a pandemic simulation by the same people who ran the COVID simulation a month before COVID-19's mysterious outbreak. We should be particularly mindful of young children, expectant mothers, seniors, and people with heart... RFK Jr. decided to forego lockdowns to keep small businesses from going under needlessly. He calls upon Big Pharma to make a vaccine with the rigorous testing that the COVID vaccine didn't take the time to conduct. He is momentarily criticized for his seemingly soft approach to a virus that the media assures us is deadlier than the last few pandemics that only killed a fraction of what the computer simulations said they would. He doesn't push for an arbitrary six feet of social distance either. And he encourages those who are young and healthy to avoid medical interventions and simply let the ancient wisdom of the immune system build herd immunity. The pandemic ends swiftly and without major economic catastrophe. Other countries follow suit and a global crisis is averted. Vladimir Putin and Kennedy negotiate a peaceful resolution to the war in Ukraine that is neither an insult to the people of the Ukraine nor a cultural death sentence for the people of Russia. Kennedy convinces NATO to move their bases 1,000 miles back to the place they originally vowed not to move from in the 1990s. The healing of this broken promise by NATO inspired Russia to bend from authoritarian to a pseudo-democratic political system. Before leaving office, RFK Jr. consolidated a multipolar pact with China, Russia, and the West to improve the global U.S. dollar hegemony by decentralizing global banking from the Bank of International Settlements into a blockchain ledger. This leads some critics like Senator Allison McDowell to demand provisions to ensure that the protocols layer of the blockchain isn't secretly regulated by an unseen hand. RFK agrees to her counsel and together they build the first truly decentralized and incorruptible monetary system that cannot inflate the supply nor can it tax the people's hard-earned income. The IRS and the Federal Reserve are disbanded. And for the first time, there are no wars in any country due to a shifting global attitude towards a people-powered world. The classified documents of JFK's death is released, showing that the U.S. intelligence agencies were in fact involved in the assassination. Shortly following that declassification, it's leaked that the assassination of RFK Sr. was also an inside job. My father was shot four times from behind. And so it's the same scenario as Oswald. Well, let me just finish. A patsy and a real shooter. Right. He was a distractor. And the real shooter was behind my father. He was a man called Eugene Thane Cesar, who was a security guard. RFK Jr. swiftly disbands these intelligence agencies and gives a speech airing out all the military coups and overthrows they were involved in. This would begin a decades-long healing, starting from the bottom economic classes of every nation all the way to the top. On his last day in his first term as president, Bobby Kennedy Jr. did what no one expected. He pardoned Sirhan Sirhan for the murder of his father. At age 83, Sirhan Sirhan leaves prison and helps RFK Jr. 
to resolve the age-old conflict between Israel and Palestine. The more beautiful world our hearts always knew was possible was for the first time fully visible to everyone. It was going to be a long, hard road with a lot more work to come to heal the injustices of the past. War, slavery, corrupt prison systems, slanted judicial systems, and an inescapable debt trap for the poor. For the first time in recorded history, the superpower of the time held ceremony to apologize and gesture a global healing. Except it couldn't be televised that well because all the 5G towers were dismantled until a safer telecommunications infrastructure could be invented and scaled. But this also sent millions of pasty white gamers into the sun for the first time in decades, curing half of their chronic illnesses. No one could ever figure out why, until the ghost of Bobby Kennedy appeared to every nation and said, Once darkness steps into the light, all impurities are healed. That vision of Kennedy affirmed that death is not the end, and the ascent of humanity is upon us.